Hello and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 48. I'm your host, Kamran Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. Alright, today is Saturday, May 23rd. We have recently recorded, actually, only a couple days before, uh, for 47. We're giving you guys 48 now, which is this past week, whereas 47 was the previous week uh, worth of news and whatnot. Uh, so this one will also be, there's actually a lot less news this week, so it's going to be also a lot shorter, which is kind of nice, but we're probably going to see if we can do it about an hour. I know we always say that or something, yeah. and then it gets to like an hour and a half, two hours, or whatever it ends up being, but honestly, like, yeah, I don't, I don't think we'll be going that long this time. But I don't think much has happened since uh, the last time we recorded, really. No, just, I mean, uh, I guess that's the kind of the benefit of recording two days in a row. <laughs> yeah. Although, to be really. fair, most of the news you have on the list is really stuff from, like, when we initially tried to record, but potato, potato, whatever. Gotcha. All right, so uh, we'll just go straight into the news for this week. Uh, first of which is uh, we got dates for Gamescom. So, uh, previously we talked about how Gamescom was uh, canceled for its physical showcase in, like, Germany, and the digital dates are going to be August 27th to August 30th, so it's just going to run, like, three, what is that, four days, technically, I guess? What were they again? Uh, August 27th to the 30th, so it's just, like, a four-day four, four day run yeah. of news that they'll probably just show out there. Um yeah, that's really it uh, for shows this week. I know last week we were talking about, like, we had Summer Game Fest, the IGN sh- uh, Summer Game stuff, whatever, and now you saw Forward and everything else, whereas this week it's like, wow, finally everything died. There was no Summer Game Fest sharing, so the news didn't just, like, blast through like last week, which is kind of, I don't know, a little bit nicer, I guess, because it was a little bit of overload. It was awesome, but it was overload. Yeah, they the definitely time. opened with a bang. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll get some. I feel like because uh, I already saw uh, Summer Game Fest tweeting. What do you guys want to see next? More so, not saying this is what we're showing next, but like they just want to. They they're trying to drive up, I guess, hype or something. So I feel like we're gonna get something else again soon, maybe next week or, or the week after, for sure within the next two weeks at the very least. Yeah. But all right. So the other only other piece of gaming news is. Uh, there are some reports, so this is from a IGN article from, uh, Joe Scribbles. Uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, uh, could be the 2020 game. And it would return to the, basically, you know, Cold War, which would be akin to the original Black Ops that took place within, like, what was it, the 60s, 70s, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was like, we got that one Vietnam level, and that was the closest we've gotten to Vietnam, which has been hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it was leaked potentially, and it would be uh, somewhere in that time area, but that's if, you know, that just adds to the rumors of everything from, oh yeah, Treyarch took it off of the hands of Sledgehammer and Raven, who were having issues with each other. And their game was something else completely, but then if Treyarch took it, it would be back to the uh, Black Ops or something, but it's really hard to say. We won't know until, honestly, Activision announces whatever it's going to be, just because this just makes it more... It may, Yeah, it leans it more towards uh, Treyarch taking it over, unless Sledgehammer and Raven basically said, 
hey, we want to put into the Black Ops area, I guess, just because Black Ops and Modern Warfare are the more franchised within the franchise, whereas uh, the rest of the games are more one-offs, like everything from Infinite Advanced, World War II, things like that. Uh, not much else to yeah, say, really. I kind of like that idea, that, or at least I hope they stick with keeping the different franchises to different, like, era, like, I don't know what to call it, like, eras of war or whatever. You know, make them feel different. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole thing I've been saying before was, like, I, I do like having it where there's almost different fandoms. Like, there's the Modern Warfare fan, pe- fan yeah, base and there's the Black Ops fan base and everything else uh personally like like i said like it really before it was like i, I was heavily into both infinity ward and treyarch and then when the development team left for infinite left infinity ward and formed respawn uh like that's when one for three came out and i kind of fell off and just went straight towards treyarch and was like yeah i just will i'll get anything they do and that didn't last long at all basically after black ops 2 i was just kind of like i'm done with everything and I tried to come back thinking, um, okay, there's three studios now. I'll try Treyarchs, and I didn't like it because it was Black Ops Four. Yeah, and we literally. Tried I also that tried Black Ops Three, like, and I really didn't like that. We played that for like one afternoon, not even. We played like a few games of Blackout, and we were like, no. Yeah, and I just the one-offs for like Advanced Warfare and World War Two just didn't interest me. Like, I heard the story for World War Two was okay, and I just had no even though it was world war ii i just had no interest for some reason i'm not sure why but it it just uh at that point didn't do anything that drew me really uh until now uh new infinity like current infinity award which i I call like infinity ward volume three i guess you would call it uh it has made one warfare and i'm like okay i'm in for this but that doesn't mean i'm in for call of duty in general so the next game or two that come out could be completely whatever to me and i just stick with only uh modern warfare unless i eventually try warzone because i honestly really haven't touched it but i know that would probably continue from game to game dude uh, from what it sounds like i literally forgot that uh, call of duty world war 2 even came out i i literally forgot it existed oh really yep oh damn all right that's it for the gaming news for today uh next up we have a few different uh tv uh, mainly honestly like warner brothers it's only it's all warner brothers news uh first off so this is uh this one was very unexpected because i literally just finished the season one finale uh i didn't even realize uh james before i thought the season finale has already happened for a lot of the cw shows like all the superhero shows and stuff uh-huh. it turned out they were like oh we all have three more episodes each it was just like weird sub arcs or something So I've been going through them all like uh, Flash, Batwoman, Riverdale, uh, and now I'm on like Legends of Tomorrow, I think. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of Batwoman, so this was big. I did not expect this at all, but Ruby Rose has left the role of Batwoman. Yeah, I saw that and I was just like, well, what's weird enough, uh, weird, sorry, the weirdest thing about it to me is that it, they're not ending the show. They're just going to replace her. Yes. Which is strange to me. Well, I mean, it makes sense because the show already it garnered already a heavy... It seems like it's garnered a good following. That's true. I'm actually interested in giving it a shot at some point. 
but mostly um, because there's less to catch up on it than the other CW shows that I have bitten off of. Yeah, it's it's fr- you know how CW. <laughs> some some I, I looked at some comments. Some people are just like, she did the smart thing because she saw how long these <laughs> shows run for and how uh how kept on how kept captive the rest of the cast of these other shows all are yeah. at this point so i was telling daniel that i so badly want to watch the crisis on infinite earth's story arc but i don't want to wade through literally like three seasons of each of the shows that i stopped watching which would be like four shows it would be a lot to catch up on for just the one thing yeah and Maybe someday. uh so i mean like it's a very I guess we could talk about it after. First, I just want to get through the details of what happened. So, this is by multiple sources from Variety report that uh, Rose was unhappy with the long hours required as the lead on the 20-episode season. Uh, this led to friction on set and eventually a decision by Rose and Warner Brothers Television to part ways. Uh, TV Line also backs up this report. Uh, she wasn't happy working on the show and did not... And that... Wait. And... Did that make her fun to work with? No. Uh, said the publication source. No, so everyone decided it would be in the best interests of the show and for all concerned if they parted ways. Damn. Yeah, like, one thing that kind of brought uh, was brought up to me that makes sense is that, so it being a show based in Gotham and particularly a Batman slash Batwoman show, most of the shooting or at least the action scenes were probably done at night, which would suck if that's your hours. Is like primarily just you go out at night like the bat. Yeah, and uh, they did say already because um, the CW has, <laughs> because it's a, I, I know I, I'm definitely not the, the uh, target audience for CW shows <laughs> easily. Know. It's much, it's for younger uh, watchers and stuff like that. Like it's a, it's almost like young adult almost because it's still, you'll, you get to see stuff and you're like, Oh, drama and all this other shit. But you know, it's still superheroes and capes. And I'm like, Oh shit, I love DC. So I kind of want to stick with that. But uh, they are very, very heavy into multiracial, multi-gender, multi-everything representation. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole thing with Ruby Rose was, I believe she's, like, I think she's bisexual. She's either bisexual or, or a lesbian. I'm not sure which... I honestly don't know which one. Yeah. I don't really look that much into it. Um, but she fits that role, too, for Kate Kane, who is a lesbian character in, like, DC World and stuff like that. So it matched really well and made sense, you know, they wanted to do accurate casting. And they did say they're going to do the same thing with her replacement. So they're still going to, I think, at least they've said they're going to kind of maintain that area. Um, I have honestly no idea who they can get. I haven't really looked into it or even looked up, like, I guess, like, I'm sure there's a bunch of articles saying, like, these are who could probably replace her and whatever. But I'm just going to kind of wait and see. It does somewhat turn me off of the show just because it was honest. I'll be honest, like, Ruby Rose was perfect casting it made so much sense plus like everything from her look already like she always had short hair kate Kane has short hair um it she just she just fit that role perfectly it made i was like oh that actually like i i couldn't i couldn't if you had asked me before who would make a better kate Kane, i would have not had an answer for you that would be better than ruby rose mm. so it's big shoes to fill in that sense but 
The show is also early on to the point where you literally go do a second season. The replacement does a great job to the point where there's a third season by the time people are already in it. Uh, we will we'll probably forget by the third season. Yeah. Because that's usually how things happen uh, with those kinds of things. Especially like if it's CW length, where if you've seen those shows, they last a long time. You'll pretty much forget. It's like uh, how, you know, there were two different actresses for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, shit, right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. Well, yeah. case in point. You remember Sarah Michelle Gellar, right? Yeah, of course. Do you remember the previous one? I guess not. No. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't remember her name either. So, uh, But Ruby oh, Rose oh. is a bigger name than whoever uh, the original Buffy was. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it, also, like, for me personally... I've gotten to that point because I had previously dropped off of CW shows. It was like I had been constantly watching when it was just, I think, three of them. It was like Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. I was watching that until Supergirl just kind of sucked. So I was like, well, actually, this already sucked. But it was always, I, I, it's, to me, it was always bad. I found it really weird because like, I actually really liked Supergirl. I couldn't do it, dude. It was too much, too much fucking feelings. And like, does he like me? I was like, fuck. I don't know. I think... But, they started to lose me when Jimmy Olsen became the Guardian, and I was just like, what? No, that wasn't Jimmy Olsen, James. That was James Olsen. Oh, you're right. James Olsen. James Olsen. <laughs> Fucking James Olsen. God damn it. Uh, yeah, so it's like, um, yeah, that show is whatever. And then I had previously, I think, before that I was, you know, sticking into Supernatural until I finally fell off after, like... I tried so hard to stick it to it, and it was like season eleven or twelve. Which oh god, I got I think to the Leviathan number. season, and I was like, I'm out. I don't care. I don't even remember. That's like what six or seven? Or Are you something? kidding me? I don't. They know. kept going that long after. Oh my god! Wow, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's they're, they're, they got the like God sister and like huh? I don't know. They're ending it. I think finally. I'm not sure. Um, it's like I there, there's like. That gaming completionist in me is like, finish the show, and yeah. I'm like, I don't want to. And that that's pretty much what happened with the other shows. Like, the only, the non-super shows for me, it was Supernatural, which I fell off. Uh, the 100, which I fell behind, I do want to finish, because I think it's only like, their final season is happening, and there's one season I missed, because somehow it happened and I didn't notice. I had a couple and, of ones um, that said the 100 was really good. It's, yeah, it, it, it's a lot more down, I think it's because it's not as long as Supernatural, and it's not wide in show connectivity like the the DC shows. Mm. So it's just kind of in its own little bubble, which is why I think I've always enjoyed it. Plus, like, it, I don't know, I guess it's the less, it's the least amount of cheese schlock, if that makes sense. That's fair. But it still has cheese schlock. They all have cheese schlock. These get, like, I'll never say these are, like, prime quality shows that you guys would find on HBO, guys. It's not at all what I would ever say. They're just kind of, like, guilty pleasure whatever stuff that i've always been like yeah i enjoy it but i also regret it half the time like i'll say i enjoyed as i enjoy these shows as much as i regret watching them that's pretty fair <laughs> yeah um which like uh like i said uh at this point now you have Ar arrows finished which i did oh, really? i c yeah so well, now, uh now they did that giant quantity of it i kind of want to go watch it they did a giant crisis event and it had everything from Arrow, Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, and it included also Black Lightning and Batwoman. So it had all six of the shows. It ended Arrow, 
within that event. So that show finished, and now they're doing um, a new Arrow show eventually called uh, Green Arrow and the Canaries, I believe. And that's about his daughter oh. in the future with um, both Black Canaries. That's neat. And uh, what's and that's eventually happening. There's a spinoff for Supergirl happening that's literally called Superman and Lois Lane, <laughs> uh, which is going to be about them and their kid, I think. Huh. So... In a way, that's interesting because it's like, oh, it's like the comic currently that they had with Jonathan Kent, who's their 10-year-old son, and then he turned like 17 or something crazy. Uh, It's a whole thing in comics. But uh, I think they had twins in the CW show, which is weird. Um, I I haven't kept up with it because I haven't been watching Supergirl, so I have no idea. Um, But I I tried to catch up to Supergirl for um, Crisis. And then, because I wanted to keep up with all of them to lead up to Crisis. Supergirl, I fell off of again. I, like, finished the season I never finished, which is, I think, season two. And then I got through season three. And then I looked at season four, and I was like, I can't, I can't do this. The body can't take much more of this fucking show. It's not getting better. I I just don't want it. I don't want it at all. So, uh, I said no to Supergirl. Arrow ended. Um, I think Riverdale's got, like, one more season. Black Lightning, I'm been in Black Lightning and the uh, Legends of Tomorrow are the two that I've enjoyed mostly. Uh, Black Lightning's kind of lost its luster a little bit, but Legends of Tomorrow is the only one that's maintained uh, my interest because it knows exactly what it is, where it's just a bunch of characters on a ship going, hey, let's fuck around for like an entire season and just, we, you know, we don't take ourselves seriously. Like, they even at one point, there was, like, bef- the, the, the crossover before Crisis, they go, hey, isn't there a crossover we're supposed to be in? Ah, no, they'll, they'll, they, won't, they won't miss us. And they just ignore it and do some other bullshit. And That's I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, no, so that show that show is honestly really enjoyable. That one, I actually will be like, okay, it knows exactly what it is, and it gives you the cheese, and it's, it, they literally will tell you that they're going to give you the cheese. So I, I enjoy that cheese very, very much so. But the rest, I'm very... Flash is, I don't know, Flash, I don't really know what it's supposed to be doing now, because it, it feels like they're just running out of stuff. Um, yeah, so I just don't really know how to feel about Flash anymore. Uh, like, a, So, I actually had, just because I'm finishing up all the finales right now, I don't know how I feel about the next coming season. Like, I heard it's being delayed anyway, uh, because of, you know, everything else happening right now, so they have to delay all the filming. But part of me is getting to that point again, because I did, honestly, uh, before Crisis, I dropped off of all of them except for Black Lightning and uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Like, I dropped off of Arrow and Flash. I already dropped off of Supergirl. And now, like, I've come back to Flash, and I just don't... Yeah, I don't feel it as much again. So I'm kind of seeing, like how long I'm going to stick around for this time. Uh, I guess by the time when this new season start, I'll, I'll see how I feel because looking at it now, currently what, with what I watch, what's coming back, it's going to be uh, the flash legend legends of tomorrow, black lightning, Batwoman and Riverdale, I believe. Um, which I, I think star is about to happen now too, but that's more so uh, that, that I'm just going to watch on DC universe since I got that. So it won't really matter. Yeah, I just kind of went off on a tangent there, but honestly, I could uh, talk more about it, 
if I wanted to cover those shows, which I, I think I will eventually. Once I finish these finales, I'll just kind of run through it one more time, just about uh, you know what I've watched and how they ended, and I could kind of tell you how I'm feeling about them. But all right, let us go to the next thing. So James, we had uh, <laughs> of all places, uh, we had a new Tenet trailer. But do you know where it was? <laughs> I heard, well, I watched it on YouTube, but I heard that it premiered show, was, yeah, it premiered on, uh, oh, I'm literally, Fortnite. Yeah. I, like, what? What's that so game that the kids play? I literally almost said Facebook, like, three times. I was like, nope, that's not right. Nice. I know it starts with an F. Yes, yeah, so, how, how did you feel about this trailer? So, okay, for, uh, we'll talk about the Fortnite part after, but look, how did you feel about the trailer? I just, like... The more they show me about this, the more intrigued I am with it. Like, I think what they, what really hooked me was this idea that all of the people supposedly trying to stop World War Three or whatever experience time in reverse to an extent. Like, and I don't know if they have free control over that or that's just how they exist. It, but it's like, I love the quote at the end of the trailer where uh, the main character says something like, you know, if if we experience time in reverse like we do, then when we do what we do, does that mean that it never even happened? Because if you're constantly going backward in time, like, the forward, it, at least in my opinion, the forward motion of time would not experience what was happening to those people because technically they're constantly going backward in, like, I don't know, it, it's... It's hard to explain, but it, I don't. It's a very interesting concept for sure. Wouldn't you say? I guess with this whole thing, it's like the concept of the variables involving. Uh, let's say I was bent over, and I went back in time and came to that moment. I could spank myself, uh, and it could create a whole wormhole in time, and just fuck everything up, right? I don't know. It's just like. Just that physical, off. the physical contact of my hand hitting my own ass could cause a black hole to appear and wipe out all of humanity. Is that what you're saying? Nah, they were just doing cool shit like instead of shooting a bullet, they're catching a bullet with a gun. I don't know how that's going to be useful, but... I mean, I did that very... once. Do tell. Yeah, it was, uh, it was on the show Cops. <laughs> yeah, uh... But yeah, no, it's, I, I'm really, so, it's an interesting concept for me because, uh, James, how, you know me, uh, how have I always felt about time travel? You do not like it I at all. I fucking hate it, unless it's back to the future, and I have a certain, certain, uh, tolerances for Terminator, of course, uh, that, that's, uh, those two specific franchises, I'm like, fine, that's okay. Everything else, I just get annoyed, and I'm like, why do you guys have to just do fucking, just do the shit normal, please? I don't want to deal with time travel. I hate time travel. I hate the concept of time travel. It just is an annoyance to me, and I despise it. At one point, I think you started talking to me about it, and it just made me angry, because I was like, he won't stop talking about it. Yeah, I saw you, <laughs> wait, just now, or like at some other time? Oh, another time. We were walking. It was at one uh, point we were walking, and you just kept talking about it, and I was just like... There's nothing for me been, to stab myself with, so I'm just going to have to bear it. When I was trying to explain how the Flash moving through time is all relative, and you're like, but what? That was probably, yeah, that was probably why. And I was just like, motherfucker, <laughs> he uses a treadmill and the fucking, he goes back in time just to deal with, That's all I need to know. I don't need to well, go any further than that. I was trying to explain how 
Without I'm James, we're not going. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not doing not this again. I'm not doing this again. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw my computer. <laughs> I fucking hate time travel. Yeah. So um, this movie, it's it's interesting for me because of, of course Christopher Nolan is my favorite director, and this is a new movie that I'm excited for. But I'm also like, ah shit, here we go again. At the same time though, like kind of watching a movie like Inception and memento have prepared me for this yeah. at the very least like if you watched other nolan movies then you'll be okay i think if you haven't and you're like oh fuck it's tenet because it's the e and the t and the and then the n but then the other e and the t are upside down and then the tenet and then you spell it the other way and it's it's tenet and you see it's because time is the same backwards and forwards and so is the name tenet I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking the fuck? about. I hate you. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it, it looks, honestly, I'm really excited for it. It's really cool. It's the first movie we're getting, uh, potentially, uh, in theaters. Like, uh, this movie would be coming in July before Mulan. Like, this and Mulan are, like, the only movies coming, which, uh, like I said before, I feel like, I think I said it last week, or two days ago in the other episode, how... We'll see if they even stick to their dates again, because who knows if this is actually going to maintain uh, with theaters, like, opening. Will they actually open in time for this and everything else? But it was interesting seeing that they had the trailer. But yeah, yeah. So I'm excited. Uh, I just am curious to see if it's going to make its film time, if anything. Um, James, how do you think it went showing kids in Fortnite this trailer? I feel like 90% of that audience would not give a shit about this trailer. It's not the same as a Travis Scott concert. (laughs) No, not at all. Which I I did hear, so I don't know if this is for sure, but I did hear, I think Jeff Keighley tweeted, let me see if I can find it real fast. Jeff Keighley tweeted something about, at first, my my friend uh, sent it to me and was like, uh, hey... They're putting Tenet on Fortnite, and when they said that at first, I was like, the, f- the fuck you mean? Why would... And it, it like, threw, up, threw my mind out of whack, because at first, when he said that, I thought he meant, like, um... The whole movie. Yeah, the whole movie, and I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense, because Nolan, you know, he is the one of the biggest filmmakers that's a proponent of theaters, and even more so of IMAX, specifically, uh, considering he films mm-hmm. it in there, and why the hell would he... Throw all of that away point. for fucking Fortnite. <laughs> like, who would do that? So, just getting the trailer made sense. But, uh, where is it? So, uh, film screening. So, did they actually do a film screening? At first, I thought they were going to do, uh, I guess it was just the, the trailer. Before that, it seemed like they were going to be doing a actual movie in Fortnite. Did they at some point show a, like a scene from Tenet in Fortnite? Or am I thinking of something else? Oh, wait. Okay. So, all right. Here we go. I found the tweet. Sorry. Uh, just announced during the Tenet trailer premiere, Christopher Nolan is bringing one of his iconic films to Fortnite this summer for a full-length free screening for fans. Dude, what? That's what it was. I might okay. have to boot up Fortnite again. That's what I said, actually, too. Because I actually got... So, I haven't watched it yet. So, everyone said... So, from what I heard, I, I know I'm not a fan of the Fortnite gameplay. But, and also it's style. Okay. 
and just everything about it. I'm just not a fan of it. But uh, the Travis Scott concert I heard was actually really, really cool. And I saw some clips of it. It looked actually pretty neat. I, I figured, Jims, do you think they have the full concert on YouTube probably? Oh, yeah. No, I, I am pretty sure I've seen it recommended to me at some point. Okay, so I'm, gonna, I'm going to watch it just to see. But they said, uh, yeah, so iconic film coming to Fortnite. Yeah, so one of his iconic films, which means it's not Tenet. It's something that's been oh, out. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. Like, that's why my friends got confused when they said is bring one of his iconic films to Fortnite this summer for a full-length free screening for fans, which they found out at the trailer premiere in the game for Tenet. And mm-hmm. uh, some people were saying, oh, Inception, that would make sense. But James, guess what? Batman. But guess which one? Oh, they've actually said? No. Uh, well, they haven't said, but I already know. So if it's not if it's not this movie, I'm going to be I'm going to be highly surprised. What do you think it is? Uh Batman Begins. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking cuz there's already a Batman skin in the game. Yeah, but also it, it would be cuz so there's a couple reasons for it. People were thinking like why not Dark Knight and stuff or why not Inception or something like that. Uh, so the main thing, so this is the biggest, uh, portion of it. Uh, Batman Begins came out 15 years ago in theaters on June 15th. So on June 15th, it would be, uh, 15 years, uh, since its release in the U.S. Uh, it was like June 17th in the U.K. and then May 31st in Tokyo, in, uh, Japan. And... Damn, dude, I was 14. What? We, I thought we were younger, to be honest. Uh, when that movie I came know, out. Right? Uh, so, yeah, huh. so this is... The big thing about also this movie is it's his second film, if I remember correctly. Uh, like, uh, his first film was Memento. And he... Actually, let me double-check his filmography. I just want to make sure. I'm pretty sure. So, like, he... For his first film was Memento. And at one point, he... Uh, James, you know he did one movie that he, he directed, but he didn't write. No, which one would that be? Uh, that was uh, Insomnia with Al Pacino and Robin Williams. Oh. Yeah, where Robin huh. Williams is like some killer. Okay, so... Huh. Uh, he had a short film called The Fo- a Following. It was... Uh... Oh, wait. I guess... Wait, was it... I thought this was... Uh... Son of a bitch. I've never seen this movie. Oh, I'm stupid. So he had a movie called The Following in 1998. Uh, apparently that was his debut film. And I've never heard of it until just now i could have sworn i went through like all of his shit and i have all of his other movies except for dunkirk and insomnia but it was like memento he did in 2000 insomnia was the only one he didn't write which is why i didn't get it because it was it was an okay movie it wasn't that good uh and then batman begins was uh the first of the bat films but also uh of all the movies too so 15th anniversary one two uh yeah batman deal three kids like you want nolan to get a new generation of people on board obviously if you if you used memento inception uh or let's say the prestige that would just literally the kids would probably hit their heads against walls in terms of trying to understand those films so the dark knight trilogy i I don't even want to think about trying to watch memento as a child Fortnite. oh yeah as a child too (laughs) It's just be kids with memes about drawing themselves and shit, drawing on yeah. themselves. Like, uh, did you ever watch um real fast? Did you ever watch the, uh, what was it? Remember those Donald Glover skits before Community? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember the one where he reenacted Inception? Or uh, in reenacted Memento? Yes. The math-based video game? It's not a dick. <laughs> no, it's not a game. It's a dick. He just, yeah, he kept forgetting uh, everything, so his best friend kept having him suck his dick. <laughs> and he's like, don't worry, high. man, it's a math-based video game. And he'd, like, open his shirt, and there's all these drawings of dicks, and it's like, it's a dick. He's lying to you. He also killed your wife. And you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's all plot for him to get you to suck his dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, was, was, I miss those skits. Those are great. But, yeah, so Batman Dude, Begins makes... has got range. <laughs> yeah. So Batman Begins just makes the most sense in those areas. Plus, it's like, it's Batman. Kids would love to watch Batman. So it's the perfect entrance, and it's the first of the trilogy. So if it's not this movie, I would be actually shocked. So I almost guarantee it, and I will actually... Um, Sorry, there's like a plane. Fuck it, I don't care. There's a plane flying over. I would actually ins- reinstall Fortnite for this and see if I can get other people to watch it too because I don't want to watch it with a bunch of 11-year-olds. I'd rather have at least a group of friends I could watch it with in this world, if anything, because I think that yeah. would be more enjoyable, to say the least. Yeah, so, um, Tenet trailer, Fortnite, Batman Begins in Fortnite. That should be interesting. I hope we'll see if Tenet actually happens in July because also, let's say it does. Would we actually go watch it <laughs> at that point? Will it be safe for us to go watch it? I don't know. Like, it's kind of side note. I felt like I felt really bad for my dad the other day because he was like, "Hey, what? Do you, where do you want to go for your graduation dinner?" Because I'm literally about to graduate in like a few weeks or whatever. And I just had to tell him, like, "I'm sorry, I just don't, still don't currently feel comfortable going out to a sit-down restaurant if you could even find one." So. That's just where we are right now. Yo, if you want for your graduation, I could throw eggs at your house. Yeah, sure, give me something to do. Yeah, just clean that shit up, butch. What's up, bro? I don't know. That just, <laughs> I was like trying to think of anything, and I was like, yeah, that, that makes sense, right? I'm not losing my mind in here. Last piece of news, James. Uh, definitely the smallest piece of news. Now, when I say the smallest piece of news, this news when I saw this news. This news fucking blew my mind this yeah, news like exploded the internet for a day fucking destroyed everything i it was stop the presses we have full confirmation coming on hbo max in 2021 zach snyder's justice league snyder cut movie we did it we won I've had that fucking hashtag in my bio since we, like, first talked about it on Twitter. Like, you can see I still have hashtag release the Snyder Cut on there. I have been waiting for this forever. Pretty much, honestly, like, after the fucking movie came out and then it was, like, fucking Joss Whedon and shit. Uh, so, like, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy for this. And the best part is they, they put the... They put the reveal in black and white, and I'm just like, oh, yes, I don't know what this means, but I'm so ready for this. So, I already pre-purchased HBO Max streams. I don't know if you've done this, but I've... I've, I think you mentioned. Yes, plus it's cheaper if you do it. Uh, And I already knew I was getting it anyway, just because there's, like, a new Boondocks, uh, there's going to be new DC shows. They even have, somehow, it comes with... uh, it, they have pretty much everything from Crunchyroll on there, too. So I'm like, oh, yeah, Gundam, finally, baby. Let's go. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. There's not much to say. So all they did was tease it. So it's literally just a picture saying Zack Snyder's Justice League. 
2021 only on HBO Max. And there's like tweets from Zack Snyder being like, we did it. And Ben Affleck's like, yeah. And like, Henry Cavill's like, yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And there's, of course, there's haters that are just nasty people that, uh, what would you call them? They, they suck eggs. Uh, that is the best uh, way I would put it. Just like uh, Squilliam said to Squidward in that one SpongeBob episode years ago. Uh, they suck eggs. That's what you can tell them. Is just, just keep sucking those eggs. Because they're monsters. But we got this film. We finally got it. I am so excited. And it makes sense too. If it's 2021, that does mean they do have to work on it. So. Yeah, I think they already said that they're going to put. 20 like, million. I 20 million? I thought it was 30 million. But whatever. They're still putting like a like a boatload of money into. Yeah, it's like. Like reshoots. Not reshoots, but like. Uh, post-production editing. So like everything yeah. from sound to uh, visual effects to. Uh, just like regular video editing and things like that. There's all, all these other things to do. Plus, I'm sure yeah. uh, certain forms of marketing as well, if anything. For sure. Like, I do not think that there's any way they're going to get the actors back to do like actual reshoots. I don't so think we'll that see. it seems like they have. Well, there's the whole thing, Jim. There's all these deleted scenes they never showed. You have characters. So the aw- awesome thing about this oh, yeah. is there's a lot more characters we'll see. We're going to see Barry Allen's dad. I forget who plays him, but we'll have Barry, Ball- oh. Barry Allen's dad, Henry Allen. Uh, we will have Iris West in this, who is Barry Allen's uh, love interest. Uh, we will have Volko, who is played by uh, William Defoe in the Aquaman movie, which you've already seen him in Aquaman. Oh, yeah. He will be in this as well. So you'll have those three characters, I'm pretty sure. There's already footage of them. Uh, we may even have more of Gordon, possibly. Uh, uh, J.K. Simmons, uh, Commissioner Gordon. So there, there's just so much you can do here. And I, I just am so excited to see how much is going to be included. And also, I'm ex- I'm very, very curious to see what is taken out that was part of the, the Whedon reshoots. Uh, yeah, for sure. So that will be very interesting, to say the just least. Just to get, like, actual confirmation that, like, oh, that, that was definitely something yeah. that Joss put in. And I'm not saying that it's like, oh, this is going to be an amazing movie. It could, it could, st- it could still be bad. I don't know. But the fact that we're getting it is a victory in and of itself. And I, I really do hope it's really good because, like, this is the last Snyder DC film where we're going to get. And, of course, like I've said it before, like, BVS, uh, you know, it had people throwing their hands into the Snyder mix because it there were some things that he didn't get to do, apparently, which really do suck. Um that probably could have made BBS much more higher in standings with people or some people, I don't know. Cause some people just, they, they only want happy go lucky stuff. I'm not too sure. Uh, but this was, yeah, this is the last of a line of DC films. We're going to get that was going to open the doors to like this really awesome. Yeah. Dark in certain ways, but really, really cool different world that we don't usually get. And now we're getting all these other DC films that honestly are great in their own ways, uh, some more than others, but they're not going to, they don't have that same direction. There's not that really awesome course that was going to go that way. So this is a very nice, hey, one last ride, baby, that we're going to get. And I'm very pleased with that. All right. Anything else? Otherwise, uh, James, I think we're, we're done with the news for today. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. We got time to actually talk about shit. We actually would have been done sooner if I didn't lose my shit over uh, time travel and CW stuff and yeah, uh, yeah this as well a little bit. Uh, probably would be done like twenty minutes ago. <laughs> I'm not even sure. So uh, we can actually continue what we did last episode, where maybe one or two each, depending on how long we talk about them, but. Uh, one gamer movie and we'll switch off between each other unless it's something we both watched or play then we could just kind of chime in and jump in a thing and i'll let you go first once again james movie or game right. uh, whichever you prefer so i guess since i only have one new game that i actually kind of forgot to even put on my list uh i can talk about that real quick probably i got the hankering to play just some random open world game that for whatever reason wasn't skyrim uh recently i started playing days gone so I had, oh. I had it on my PlayStation for, like, a hell of a long time, and I just, like, never got around to it. I bought it on sale for, like, 30 bucks someday, like, a, really soon after it came out. And I was just like, yeah, cool, I'll get to it at some point. And, I don't know, it's, like, kind of just okay. It what's So, like, the gameplay is super fun, the world is really pretty, but there's just, like, I'm not connecting with the characters, really. So, like, I'm a decent amount of hours into the game, and I still couldn't tell you, like, what the point of it is. So, it kind of feels like you're playing a Red Dead Redemption game set in the post-apocalypse, I guess. Except instead of a horse, you have a motorcycle, but you're still going out and hunting animals and shit, but you don't need it for food. You just use do it for, like, camp credits and stuff the seeing like a swarm of, of like hundreds of what like freakers or whatever they call them is super cool but the i think greg miller may have said this like when the game first came out it's this thing where it does a lot of things well but it doesn't do anything particularly better than what we've already seen before out of other games so it's like it's trying to go for an open world Red Dead type feel, but it's not quite as good as Red Dead. It's a post-apocalypse game with zombie type creatures, but it, they're not quite as interesting as the Cordyceps zombies from The Last of Us, which is another PlayStation exclusive title. Uh, and I don't know. It's just kind of okay. So it's just an average game. Yeah, pretty much. And I don't know. Maybe it'll get better, but... I'm just not, maybe it's how they're telling the story, because it's, you know, it's, it starts off and you get a glimpse of early on in the, like, infection or whatever, and then it just jumps two years forward, and it's like, okay, so I guess Deacon, the main character, has been living with his friend Boozer for, like, two years. Oh, yeah, and, Boozer. <laughs> Yeah, it's just so weird. It's hard to, like, take this character's relationship seriously when his name is fucking Boozer. And so we're just supposed to assume that his wife is dead because he hasn't seen her in two years. The camp that she was supposed to have been evacuated to is uh, was overrun shortly afterward or whatever. And it, what's weird is you get... You run into someone from that night later on who is alive and you're like oh shit if he's alive could my wife be alive and you start working with that guy to try to get some information about what happened to your wife after that night and so you have 
some evidence that she might still be alive, but then there's still missions where it's like, go back to her gravestone and talk to your dead wife. And it's like, wait, but wouldn't he be hoping that she's alive at this point? I don't know. It's just some, some weird shit. Okay. And it's like really hard to feel emotional during these, obviously what are supposed to be emotional moments when I literally have not seen the two years that these characters have are supposed to have known each other and gotten close so also there's like three different survivor camps that you uh interact with who isn't that like each one has like a specific uh yeah you get like upgrades or whatever yeah but more than that they all have their individual currencies (laughs) i forgot i I forgot that's the thing so you have to if you want to buy something from each individual camp you have to grind shit out for like way longer than it feels like you should need to to even buy anything at each individual camp so it's just and it's one of those things where it makes sense in in the post-apocalypse when everyone is kind of just segmented into smaller tighter communities they may like the different communities might not be like oh you've got credit at copeland's camp yeah sure we'll totally take you on that credit like that it makes sense that each camp would have its own currency sort of but in a video game that's just really tedious to be like oh i have a shitload of money at this place but nothing to buy there but i want to buy shit at this other camp but i have no money there because i spent all my money and it's just it's annoying i don't know so for every cool thing there is in this game there seems to be like another thing that just kind of draws back from the fun of it I don't know. Also, the so far, just the way the plot is kind of not focused, it feels like I'm playing just a random season of The Walking Dead, where it's like, you know, here's what's going on with Deacon St. John and, Bo- and Boozer currently, or whatever. But there doesn't seem to be an overall... So far, again, I don't, I don't, know, I don't even know how far I am in the, in the story of the game, but I'm failing to see the point of all the things i'm doing besides this is just what life in the apocalypse is like now do you think you're gonna stick with it or i mean i guess like since we're in quarantine still like do you feel like you'll probably stick with it or otherwise if there wasn't you might might not it's i'm starting to get that feeling of like do i really want to bother sinking another like 10 to 20 hours into this game but I, at the same time, do ha- keep having the feeling of like, well, I'm not interested in the story, but I do want to go around and fill out the map and do all the missions and stuff. So I am enjoying the gameplay. It's just the story is not quite hooking me. Mm, I gotcha. And I, I am interested to sort of see how it ultimately ends, but I feel like I'm probably setting myself up for a letdown, but whatever. Do you think uh, you'll, I guess... Do you think you'll have more to talk about it next week? By next week? I might. Okay. I'm not saying we'll probably talk about it next week, but at least, like, maybe uh, over the next two weeks, maybe we'll see how you feel if you stick with it or not. The only thing is I've got, like, two big projects for school to do over the next week that are due next weekend, so I I may not have a whole lot of time to play it this week. Oh, I gotcha. We'll we'll see. Uh, I feel like I will get myself to finish it over time probably sooner rather than later so i'll come back i'll come back with my final impressions i guess when i'm actually just done with it 
probably. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, let's see. What do I want to talk about? I guess I will talk about... So, once again, not enough time. I feel like, James, I feel like I've, I've kept delaying talking about The Witcher 3, which was the first game I beat in this long list of games. And I'm just like, I feel like... Uh, I doubt I'll have time to talk about it for the next episode, but I was thinking um, episode 50 is two episodes away. Do you want to just do an extra size of that one and we just kind of go a little bit longer than usual just to kind of go just have full on fun with it i'd be fu- i'd be cool with that all right so i'll probably talk about it then for now I'll just uh, hold over with uh i played one of the early games i played in the quarantine was song of the deep so this was right after playing witcher 3 which you know massive time sink very very intense or very heavy story and lo- like everything about it so right after i play that i play song of the deep which is an insomniac game uh well game made by insomnia games uh it's a kind of side scrolling uh i guess sort of like a shoot 'em up sort of metroidvania it was metroidvania i guess metroidvania uh side scroller where you play as this little girl named marin if i remember correctly and she's like looking for her father but it, it, it the story is told like a storybook almost so it's like a nice little uh narration uh by a uh, female voice and stuff and it's like, Marin uh, did all this stuff, and there's like a giant sea creature, and I'm like, wow, this is really cool. I actually don't remember if she was actually British or if she was just American sounding. I, I don't know why, it just maybe that's what it was, who knows. But uh, the gameplay was pretty cool. I, I really liked that it. it was just a very nice, um, it was a nice de-escalator. After playing such a massive game, this is just like, whoa, mm. this is pretty good. And it was my first... Uh, exit 2015 enter 2016 game so i was very pleased with it um it was very short it's like a six i think i spent six or eight hours playing it i'm not too sure um it's not too long and there's not too many like it's a map you can revisit everywhere and it it's very much like uh you have a little submarine and you can upgrade it with different things from like torpedoes a little claw and all this other stuff and like you can keep purchasing upgrades to make each feature of your submarine more powerful Uh, Uh, so that's what you mean by like it's a metroidvania like you get upgrades to your ship and stuff yeah so there's parts of the map you'll go through and you can't access them and uh then you'll eventually get an upgrade that allows you to access them so you can go back to all those areas again that you couldn't with that specific thing but then of course different functions of the submarine and different pa- like uh th- yeah different functions you get uh will then open new areas so there could be like four different types of things you can't get because you don't have four different types of upgrades for your submarine or abilities yet so you can go back once for one thing but or you can like wait longer to come back with all four different things so you can go to f- all four different spots to get more stuff um and of course, the enemies do respawn, so then you'll pretty much be like fighting stuff nonstop, and you can get—I believe that's how you got currency. Sorry, it's been a while. Like this is—I um, think this is late March when I played this. Holy shit! Uh, Last March? Late March. Oh, okay. Late March, because yeah, because the quarantine started like right before St. Patty's Day, so I want to say it was like uh, still in March when I did this. Uh, it, it's overall like. Um, it wasn't like outstanding. It wasn't like 
battery. It was just like, yeah, it was, it was a fun game. It was an enjoyable, it was a fun little adventure for the time I spent with it. I have no, I had no desire to like 100% it, get every single collectible or upgrade and kind of map out every single piece. I was more so just kind of going along with it as I went and I'd be like, oh, I can go to this area now? I guess I will. It wasn't like going me, me going throughout every single area going, wait, can I go here now? Can I go here now? Can I go here now? Um, overall, I would say I'd recommend it if you just want a non-intense, very, uh, one you could even let a kid play just like Metroidvania style game. That's just very chillaxed and, uh, the story you can or can't you, if you want to pay attention to, you can, you don't necessarily have to, since it's like, literally, it's like a storybook. You're being told a storybook and playing it out. Uh, and there's little like mer people and stuff and a giant crab spider. I think there was an underwater spider boss and like there's cool mechanics with like crabs. Their shells are like hard. You have to wait till they turn around to fight them and all this other stuff. Like there, there's numerous different enemies. Uh, the game itself, like I said, it's it's just like it, it, the weapons and stuff you gain from it do make it fun. And there's areas where like you can go to the dark depths. And there's, like, fish that you can't see anything. And there's fish I don't think you can kill. And if they see you, they'll start chasing you. You have to, like, you have to, like get the fuck out immediately or else you're dead. So do you think that's, like, instead of an invisible wall at the bottom of the ocean, they're just, like, let's just put shit that's, like, gonna kill you? No, 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 you can go past them. Oh, interesting. Yeah, no, it's just a challenge because you're, like, oh, I'm going into the, the deep sea, like, the abyss. And if I want to get through it, like, I have to watch. You can kind of see sort of where they are because they have, like, a, a, it's sort, they sort of have the bioluminescence stuff a little bit. So it's more so, like, it's dark. You can't really see, or you can sort of. You can turn on your light, but that also might attract them mm-hmm. uh, if you get into their range. So you just kind of have to sneak through and... Um, if you get back up high enough, then they won't go into the light areas, luckily. But it, it was a really, really interesting concept. There were other... I can't remember one of the enemies, I think, would chase you and you had to, like, outrun them or else uh, they would pretty much kill you pretty fast. Uh, there was, like, more of, like, a time area where you, you just had to escape, depending on what it was. Um, but, yeah, it, it was it was really cool. Sorry, it's just, like, it's been a while, so I can't... I'm trying to remember everything about it. This is why, like, the list has grown so much. I'm like, oh, God, this is, like, the hardest to talk about because it's the oldest. I should be better with The Witcher just because I kind of lived and breathed that game for, like, over a week straight, just nonstop, nothing else. But Yeah, like, I'm a huge Metroidvania fan, so I might actually have to try Song of the Deep at some point yeah, and it's, if I, I ever got time. It's probably, like, 20 bucks new online. I don't know if it's... It, it might. It would probably be less on sale. I'm not even sure. Uh how much it was but it was so it was that weird thing where GameStop was doing that publishing partnership for a bit mm-hmm. and they published it for insomniac uh that was like a, the it was like there was one of two and there was like one other studio that developed for them as well but uh i think you can only get song of the deep physically in GameStop, which is what how i got it so i don't really know what the price is digitally though like I said, I think it's twenty bucks though. It could be, it could be like forty, but I, I'm pretty sure it's twenty. Honestly, if it's one of those things that that came out on Switch at some point, I might just pick up the Switch version. Maybe I don't think I think it's only uh, 
Actually, that game would have been great for Switch, but no, it's only uh, PS4, Xbox One, PC, I want to say. Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, if you like Metroidvania stuff and you want something easy uh, and just relaxing, you could get this game. It's very, very relaxing. All right. Uh, I think that's all the time we got for because uh, we wanted to keep it at an hour, James. Uh, you good with that? Yeah, that works for me. Yeah, so we'll we'll get some more. T- we'll, we'll talk about some more. Hopefully, uh, episode forty nine. Um, depending on how much news there is for that one, we I am hoping we might have time to get through uh, two each, which I would probably talk about like uh, uh, maybe one show and or movie or something, and maybe Doom twenty sixteen. But yeah. uh, we'll see. For me, it would probably just be new shows and stuff. Yeah, and then uh, episode fifty. So we're coming up on episode fifty. We're also I have to double check when we came out originally because I think we just hit our anniversary, uh, which is pretty oh, cool. Shit. Yeah, I think it's been two years, which is insane. Because uh, obviously, like most podcasts that have two years would have a much higher number, uh, but we, you know, at certain points went on and off, and uh, this yeah. is the most constant we've ever been uh, because of the quarantines allowed us to kind of make more time for this, which has been kind of like a, a nice silver lining. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, so episode 50, normally, uh, obviously our podcast episodes will range from one to two hours. Episode 50, giving you a heads up now, it will probably be closer to three, I'm assuming. Yeah, it's probably going to be a nice, huge, juicy chunk of an episode. Which will, honestly, it'll probably be a mix of, like, we'll get through the new. it doesn't mean, like, obviously there's more news. Whatever news is there will be there uh, that we'll start with, but we'll also just expand more on what we've been playing and watching will be the main thing. So I'll probably deep dive into the Witcher. Uh, James, you could talk about whatever you want to as well, but like uh, there's a ton of stuff we can probably blast through as well as maybe talk about anything else. If we want, um, we'll see how it goes just to kind of blow out those candles for 50. Yeah. All right. So that's all we got for you this week. Uh, if you want to, email the show, give us some feedback, positive or negative, or perhaps ask us a question that we can read on the show, which if you did, uh, if your question is the first one you'd read on the episode, then you would get a copy of Midnight Ultra on Steam, which is a game I did sound design for. Uh, You can email us at sutrosidetalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can at sutrosidetalk. If you want to follow James on Twitter, you can at InvaderJim124. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at GoGoComzilla. Of course, all of this stuff will be in the show notes below. So if you, whatever you're using, like look at the description and everything, uh, it'll show the synopsis at the bottom. We'll have Twitter accounts, Gmail account, everything. Uh, if you want to help us out, though, obviously we don't, we're not currently taking money. We never have so far. Uh, just uh, like, subscribe five-star review all that kind of stuff uh on respective platforms so if it's like apple Podcasts, if you subscribed and left us a five-star review that would help uh follow us and give us like a heart on uh spotify and of course like soundcloud uh you can like and subscribe there and of course google podcast uh as well i honestly don't know what you do for that one because i don't use that platform whatsoever uh but we are on there as well uh, formerly Google Play Music, which I think we're actually on both now, technically, since Google Podcast is new. But yeah, so you can find us in all those areas. And of course, the best thing you can do is just share it with your friends, family, anyone. Uh, retweet our tweets when we show our new episodes. Uh, really, word of mouth is the best way to help us, like both uh, physically and on the web. 
So we'll see you guys, though, next week for episode 49. Catch you later. Thanks for listening.